Hello, and welcome to another episode of Extra Innings, a Phillies podcast by the Philadelphia Inquirer. I'm Matt Breen, and I'm here in Clearwater, Florida, as the Phillies continue spring training 2019. Today on the show, I'll be joined, as always, by Bob Brookover and Scott Lauber. And you know what we'll talk about. It'll be Bryce Harper again. The Phillies picked up their chase of Harper last week after they were outbid for Manny Machado. John Middleton flew his private jet from Florida to Vegas and back to Florida and then back to Clearwater from his home in Palm Beach. It was a busy week for John Middleton's private jet. It's been a busy week for the Phillies. It's been a busy week for Bryce Harper. So now after all of that, where do the Phillies stand? What's going on with the Dodgers? How much of a competition do they present to the Phillies? When will this end? And most importantly, for everyone that's listening back in Philadelphia, will this end with Bryce Harper in a Phillies uniform? We'll get to all that. Scott and Bob were nice enough to call in, so let's see what they have to say. So, Bob and Scott, Bryce Harper is still not in Phillies camp. He's still not in anybody else's camp either. Um, the, the Phillies seemed to be in the driver's seat over the weekend when John Middleton went to Las Vegas and then woke up Monday morning to find out that the Dodgers had also been in Vegas. Bob, where do you, uh, where do you think – how much of competition do you think the Dodgers are to the Phillies? what Bryce Harper wants I mean if Bryce Harper wants to be in Los Angeles if that's his dream if that's it's obviously the closest destination to his home um and he's I don't you know I don't know what the Dodgers are willing to offer everything sounds like it's not to a long-term deal you know much the same as the San Francisco Giants then you know the Phillies are going to make the best offer and it's going to be up to Bryce Harper whether he wants to play in Philadelphia or not I, I really think it's that simple Scott, you, you tweeted some things today about how it, this might be just a ploy to drive up the Phillies' price. Uh, what do you? What do you? Do you think that's what Scott Boris is just trying to do? Well, that's probably strong. I, I don't. I don't think the Dodgers make the effort to go to Vegas uh, at Scott Boris's request or at Scott Boris's whim or to help him drive his, you know, drive Bryce Harper's market. What I do think, though, I. Call me crazy, but I do think the Phillies are still in the driver's seat because I think that the best offer, the longest and most substantial overall offer is still going to come from them. And Bryce Harper hasn't struck me during this entire process as somebody who is going to settle for a short-term deal. He wants a record contract. The Phillies are the, are the team that stands the best chance of giving it to him uh, based on what we hear at least about what the Dodgers are willing to do and not willing to do. And, you know, for me at least, uh, the way I read it is that it's, it's Scott Boris and Bryce Harper covering their base because uh, he, what we do know about Harper is that he would love to stay on the West Coast. He would love to stay closer to home. And, you know, if there's a chance the Dodgers can do something for him, uh, they're certainly going to give the Dodgers a chance at the end of this whole thing to 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 speak up the dodgers take the meeting because why not you know like make your pitch to bryce harper before you let him go somewhere else and you know also for boris and harper like let's say the phillies don't get to where you want to go like let's say the phillies stop short of 300 million or stop short of where you want to be if you could get the dodgers to give you more than 34 and a half million give you a record AAV over a shorter term, you could conceivably take the 
shot his, you know, puffed out his chest to the stage. So we still broke a record, and we've we've moved the we've moved the bar for free agents. We've got a record AAV, and so what if it's only a four or five year deal? It's still up to the ante for everyone who comes after them. So I just think maybe they're trying to keep their options open because they don't have the deal in hand yet from the Phillies that they want. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if the Phillies want to go there, they can go there uh, and, and make it happen and render this whole Dodgers meeting meeting completely, uh, completely useless. Yeah, in my opinion, I just think it's like almost a worst-case scenario for the Dodgers to come in at the uh, – you know, the very end here, we always knew that this was a place, like you said, that he would want to play. And what if the Dodgers say four years, just just simple math, four, four years, $150 million, and the Phillies is 10 years, $300 million. It's almost like, I just think Bryce Harper takes that money. And I kind of, you know, if they can blow the Phillies out of the water with a short-term deal, that's more than $30 million a year. Like, like you had said, I just, I really think that there's a good chance that, that that's what Bryce Harper would go to. Because even if he takes a $300 million contract for 10 years, it's going to include an opt-out after year five, we can assume, because Machado's did. And we can assume that Bryce Harper's probably going to play himself into taking that opt-out and testing free agency again if it's, if it's a five-year opt-out. So it's just... It's really a fascinating thing. I, I didn't. I did not see it coming. I thought the Dodgers were out. Um, and Bob, do you? How much do you? John Middleton went to Vegas for twice in six weeks. He flew his private jet there this weekend. How much does this now hinge on him closing the deal? Well, I think it's always been up to John John Middleton. I mean, it's his team, um, you know, and it's his money. So he's, he's the guy who ultimately has to say, this is what I think, you know. I'm sure Matt Contact and Andy McPhail said, this is what we think he's worth. Um, you know, I'm sure they've said it ad nauseum at this point. Um, but ultimately, it's up to John Middleton to make that decision. But to be the devil's advocate here, to go back to, you know, the, the four years, $150 million, why wouldn't the Phillies then say, we'll give you eight and three hundred? You know, and again, blow them out of the water. You know, if you want this guy that bad and you think you're the team that needs him most and that he can impact you the most and you think this is the what ultimately completes your offseason um, and, you, and I think you've had a positive, really positive start to your, your spring training, um, you know, it's up to John Middleton to, to blow him out of the water and say, you know what, they can't. The Dodgers are not going to be willing to do what we do, and it's, you know. And I'm not saying that, you know that they should say 375, 400 million because the market's not going there. But I think at some point to to get closure here, the Phillies are going to might have to pay a little bit more than they they want. But if they do, so be it. It might be that stupid money, yeah, I, right? Yes. Yeah. I, exactly. That's that's where the stupid money comes in. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly, and, and I think the most fascinating thing about all of this is not who else is in or who else is Boris and, and Harper meeting with. I, I, for me, it's what is the Phillies' walkaway point on Bryce Harper? I mean, we know that on Manny Machado, they walked away, and they walked away somewhere below three hundred billion. 
I don't know if it was 290 or 280 or we're probably never going to know what their what their line was that they wouldn't cross. Well, presumably they had a line for Bryce Harper too. And what's that line? Is it is it 300? Because if it's not, I don't know why they're even bothering. And I think 300 is the number you have to clear. Um, but is, is it is it more? How much more? Where do they walk away and draw the line? And you know and and are they there yet? And I don't know if anyone knows the answer to that question, except the Phillies right now. I don't even know if Scott Morris knows where their walk-away line is. But it's there, right? So are they going to get there, and are they going to cross it and say, let's, we're all in, all our all our chips to the center of the table, and let's do this? Or are they going to walk away from Harper? In which case, you know, that's why if you're bored with Harper, you have the meeting with God and say, well, look, what can you do for us in the shorter term? You give us, you know, 35, you know, per year time, however many years that they're willing to go. Because then if the Phillies walk away, they could sign with the Dodgers where he wants to go anyway, and they can say, all right, so we can get the best overall number, but we've got the highest AAV, and, and we'll hang our hats on that and take a gamble and go back out on the market for four or five years. If the Phillies are willing to go where Harper wants to go, numbers-wise, why would you? Why wouldn't you think it if you're Harper? Like understanding that there's going to be an opt out in the deal, and you know he's going to have a chance to cut that deal short after whatever it is, four or five years. Why wouldn't you just take the full the full guarantee? Because what if he gets hurt? You know, or what if something happens and you know in four or five years, whatever's left on that contract can't top that and goes back out on the market. You know, we want to have the full guarantee. The one thing we have to look at here that I, that I don't know if we do enough is obviously the money's astronomical. How much does Bryce Harper look at the Phillies and then look at the Dodgers and say, you know, the team that went to the World Series the last two years hasn't won a World Series in 31, however many, 31 years. Um, if he goes there and he's the missing link to them winning a World Series, um, you know, it's an historic thing. And it, you know, it's, it's impossible to, to not look at the Dodgers and look at the Phillies and say the Dodgers are much more likely to win with Bryce Harper this year than the Phillies. And, you know, that. and they, the only thing they haven't done is win the World Series over the last however many years. They've been highly successful for the last decade, but that's the missing link. Whereas the Phillies are, you know, just at really the first peg of climbing back to where they want to be. That's a good. It's a good point. I didn't. You know, a lot of this is made on why Philadelphia is so attractive versus LA. Is so attractive. What makes LA attractive based on the weather and close to home? But really, it's a. It could be attractive because it's a destination that he knows is is right there and ready to win. And like you said, I if he wins, I mean, if he wins a championship in Philadelphia, he would be a, a hero here as well. But I, I think, you know, maybe there's a different type of level if he goes to LA and does it. But if they're not, like Scott said, if they're not at three at at three hundred million dollars yet, then that it's just like something's wrong. It's February twenty fifth. If if this guy, if Bryce Harper can't get a three hundred million dollar offer, then I don't know what the point of all this is anyway. And and there was a, the walk away. We talked about this last week about um, what would happen if the Phillies reached that walk away point with Bryce Harper the way they did with Manny Machado and and what the reaction would be. But now, after John Middleton flew to Vegas for a weekend and sat down with Harper 
And this this got so you know so much more intense since the last time we talked. Bob, what's the reaction going to be if the Phillies get to a walkaway point with Bryce Harper and just walk well, away? I, I, you know, I, I think it's the spin is going to be fascinating on uh, the Phillies side, and you know, I, I don't know what the public appetite is for this at this point. I mean, it, it's obvious that Philadelphia wants this guy, uh, but do they want him? To, do they want him? At all costs, where you know this this thing is just dragged on and on, and suddenly I'm not so sure this is going to end this week. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we we get to the weekend and it's still not over at this point. Um, you know, because Scott Boris is trying to play this thing. You know, he's playing this hand as long as he can and going to get whatever he can can out of it. Um, so you know. It, the reaction of Philadelphia, if Scott Bor- I mean, if uh, Bryce Harper isn't here, isn't going to be isn't going to be good. Uh, but it, if the longer it goes on, the more sympathy the Phillies might get in terms of you know, depending on what comes out, what they offer, they might get some sympathy that you know, this this at some point you just have to walk away because it's just not good for your, your team. And you, you go and you play the game again next year and the year after that. Scott, before you yeah, join. I think bef- there's, yeah, I certainly think there's Harper fatigue out there. You know, I, I think a lot of people just want a resolution one way or the other, and they'll deal with it if, if the Phillies don't get them. Uh, they'll be happy if they do get them, and if they don't get them, they'll deal with it. And I, I sort of wonder how many fans would be willing to, you know, at this point, uh, to sort of say, okay, you know, like have them go somewhere else, take the take their chances with the team they have. I mean, we're going to get a ton of Philly spin if they don't get Harper. About we've already it's already started about what an amazing offseason they've already had, and look at how much better they got. In so many different areas, and you know they didn't need Harper or Machado to make this a successful offseason, and we know that that complete and total spin. I mean, they've they've. They've angled uh, for this offseason for many, many years now with the idea that Harper and Machado were going to be the names out there that, that everyone got excited about, that they were going to be positioned to get one of them. And to not get one of them, it's difficult to we, – we talked about this last week. It's difficult to look at that even with McCutcheon and Leon Muto and, and Robertson and Segura. And it's tough to look at that offseason and go, it's not a disappointment because it is. Um, but – I wonder how many fans at this point would be willing to sort of say, look, let's just uh, forego Harper, uh, you know, good luck in L.A. or wherever you go, take our chances with the team we have, and then a year from now we'll try to go uh, for Nolan Arenado or, you know, try to go get, you know, Paul Goldsmith, um, you know, or or maybe, we, you know, this they're, they're okay with them being kind of a fringe playoff team, an 88-ish team for two more years, you know, this year and next year, and then you just – Throw it all at Mike Trout, you know, and then we know how people feel about Mike Trout. Um, so, you know, I just wonder at this point, there's been going on for so long. I think people just want it to be over one way or the other, and they'll deal with the fallout. Um, you know, so. one, of the, one of the things I was thinking about today was um, what would really be disappointing here is if you don't get, if you don't get Bryce Harper, that you could have got a Brantley – or a, uh, you know, just a... A.J. Pollock. Marwin Gonzalez or an A.J. Pollock. Uh, I really like Marwin Gonzalez a lot. I mean, he's a, and he's a guy who fits into, like, 
kind of what Gabe likes to do in terms of um, moving guys around. He's one of those guys um, that, that that those opportunities were lost. They did, you know, obviously they went and got McCutcheon early. They got Robertson done. Uh, they, they made the, they made the trades they made, but they could have done more with guys at that level, and and they would have been an even better team this offseason. True, uh, Scott. Before you before you joined us last year as our own free agent signing, you were in Boston and you covered a free agent that a free agent saga that was almost you know had some similarities with what's going on with Bryce Harper with the way it dragged out. What did you see last year in Boston, and how does that compare to what the Phillies are facing? Well, you know they they read the market on JD Martinez like to a T. Um, so he was a Boris client, is a Boris client, and um, you know, the, you know, was linked to the Red Sox really from from day one when he became a free agent in November. Uh, they went an entire season between David Ortiz's retirement and and signing JD Martinez without a middle of the order power hitter. He kind of fit their needs, you know, perfectly, and it didn't happen until the end of February. And the whole time, the Red Sox just sort of sat and waited, sat and waited, sat and waited. Because I think they knew from the work that they had done that there was no market for J.D. Martinez. It was the strangest thing. Um, you know, the usual teams, like we talk about Harper, right? The usual teams, the Yankees, the Cubs, uh, until today, it seemed like the Dodgers, um, the Red Sox, were not, were not in on Bryce Harper. Well, you know, none of those big spenders except the Red Sox were in on J.D. Martinez. The only other team that he was even linked to for most of the winter for the Diamondbacks, who uh, at the time were still trying to contend, but they couldn't add, they couldn't re-sign J.D. Martinez without offloading like that great, which wasn't going to happen. And so, you know, Boris tried. I mean, he waited, he waited, he waited, and at the end of the day, um, the Red Sox just played it perfectly, and they were able to get him for, you know, I think this deal came to a total of five years, $110 million was Boris saved face a little bit with, like, I think there are two or three different opt-outs over the course of that, that deal, the first one being after this coming season. Uh, so he can go back out on the market if he wants to. But, you know, again, it was it was a perfect read of the market, and they said, all right, we're the only, you know, and if anyone comes in late, if anyone comes in late, we can, we can outbid them. And I've sort of felt like the Phillies have, have sort of taken that approach for a lot of this offseason, like, all right, you know, uh, on both Machado and on Harper, like, okay, if someone comes in late, you can just, we've got more money than them, we can just outbid them. Well, with Machado, they, they weren't going to go there. I mean, the Padres came in with their $300 million offer, and the Phillies drew a line. So then we just assumed, all right, well, they'll just outbid everyone who, who, who competes with them over Harper, and I wonder now if there's a line um, that, they, that they won't draw. And look, I was going to turn it around on you guys. I mean, we we're sitting here on February, what is today, 25th, and uh, or 26th, and, you know, Jake Arrieta, same agent, Scott Boris, wasn't until, what, March 11th last year? So why are we all surprised that it's almost March and Bryce Harper's not signed yet? I mean, it's almost part of the course now, especially with Boris clients, that it's going to drag on and on and on, and almost to a point where you're like, how much longer can this go? And the difference, too, is that Arietta is a pitcher. You figure he needs a longer spring training. I happen to think Bryce Harper could be ready for the season in about two weeks. Um, you know, and, and we're not two weeks away yet from opening day. So 
Bob, to your point, this could go on for another week. Why not? I mean, if you're forced, stretch it out as long as you can. I mean, it was, you're not even at March 1st yet. you got time. Here's something I've wondered about, too, and I'll just ask you guys this. If Bryce Harper takes a lesser deal from the Dodgers, can the players cry collusion anymore? I mean, <laughs> because this whole offseason has been about Bryce Harper. So he's under some pressure from the union, I would think, too, to take the best offer. Uh, you know, because how do you say there's collusion when you, your, your guy doesn't take the best offer? That, that's where I oh, think... Totally. And, and, that's, and that's why I, I sort of think that, you know, the Phillies are still very much in the driver's seat here. Because, you know, he could hate Philadelphia, and I don't think he does. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think he's opposed to coming here. Would he prefer to go to the Dodgers? Because it's the West Coast, sure, you know, but I don't think he's like he's like opposed to Philadelphia as a city. Um, but even if he was, uh, you know, and if their offer is just so far and above everyone else's, there's going to be immense pressure on him to take that offer. You know, I, I guess I saw this because I'm, I'm still uh, tuned in a little bit to to what goes on in Red Sox camp. But some friends of mine who are who are covering that camp sort of told me that the day that Machado signed. Uh, they asked Mookie Betts about that contract, and you know I mean, he's paying very close attention to Harper and Machado because he's a free agent in two years. And his reaction, and I'm paraphrasing, was something like, oh, "That was a great deal for him, uh, and it's a great deal for all of us because it just, you know, like that's what you have to do when you're in his position is think about the guys coming behind you." And and that's I, I'm sure a lot of the calculus here for Bryce Harper is. I got to do what I got to do for me, but I also have to have a responsibility to the guys behind me. And that's the only reason why I bring up the idea of the Dodgers being an option for him if that AAV gets over 35. Because if he doesn't get a record-setting deal from the Red from the Phillies, uh, but if he does get a record AAV offer from the Dodgers, he can sign a shorter deal and say, "You see, I still rose. Uh, I still raised the bar for everyone else." Because I got to 35 uh, on the AAV, and 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 maybe that's at play here. Maybe that's what Boris is going for by having this meeting with the Dodgers, bringing them in and saying, "Look, what can you do for us on a short-term deal in case the Phillies don't get to where they want to go?" Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. We we get caught up sometimes in the narratives, and if a guy wants to go a certain place or place a certain place, but at the end of the day, they're professional athletes professional is the key word. I mean, it comes down to money. We saw in just a Phillies example. I don't think Jim Tomey would have preferred to come to Philadelphia, but that was the biggest offer by far. He knew he had to set the market and come to Philly instead of going back to Cleveland. So it just, it always comes back to, to money. And you talk about set about Mookie Betts having the market set for him. Even Bryce Harper had the market set for him by, Manny Machado. Now he had he had an offer that he could point to, that was concrete and say, "This is what I want to want, and this is what I want to beat." So, I think it, we we it's sometimes it's, you get blinded by things when when you're you know following this so closely. But at the end of the day, big picture, it's all about money, and I think the Phillies believe that too. They've said years and dollars has been the big selling point since last summer by Matt Clentag. It's going to come down to years and dollars, and now this is. You know, in a couple of days, hopefully, we'll find out if he's right. Um, last week, we asked each other if you what your gut feeling was, yes or no. So, so we'll wrap up this one with 
a week later. A lot has changed in the news with trips to Vegas and other teams being involved and teams dropping out. The team that I thought, the Nationals, they ultimately dropped out. So, Bob, start with you. Do the Phillies sign Bryce Harper? I'm going to say yes. They, they, they sign him because I still think that, you know, I go back to the owner. I still think the owner wants this guy. I think, you know, I think John Middleton feels like, you know, the offseason won't be complete unless he gets him. And I think he will go to, you know, he, he went to Vegas this weekend. It was fascinating. He went by himself, um, which tells me how determined dog determined he is. Um, I, I just think he's not going to allow allow Harper to say no at some point. Scott, yes or no, Bryce Harper to the Phillies? Bob, you stole my answer. <laughs> you stole my answer. I mean, I mean, I sort of felt this way all day since we found out about the Dodger meeting. Um, you know, I just I still believe that the combination of John Middleton's determination to get this player, uh, his ability to get this player, and still what I believe is a relative lack of competition for the player because because again I, I think if the Phillies make him an offer that that he can't turn down then the Dodgers short term offer is kind of irrelevant um, it, that offer only comes into play if the Dodgers even make an offer if the Phillies don't if the, if the Phillies best offer is one that that Harper can turn down and I just don't know that this owner is going to make him an offer he can turn down I think he really really wants him I don't think waiting for, for a future free agent in a future offseason is something that John Middleton really wants to do at this point. I think he's sick and tired of incremental progress. He's sick and tired of, you know, little steps forward. I think he wants to be all in on 2019. And there's only really one way for them to be all in on 2019 at this point, and that's to get Bryce Harper. So I just think the combination of this owner and a real still lack of willingness of other teams, unless there's unless there's a mystery team that none of us uh, see coming that's willing to go long term, big money, then then I just you know I just don't know that the Phillies will be denied or that John Middleton will allow the Phillies to be denied on this. I think John Middleton also knows that I have a column sitting in that office right now that when Bryce Harper signs <laughs> it, that everybody wants to read. I can't wait to read it, Bob. <laughs> but do you have a do you have a column sitting in that office if they don't sign Bryce Harper? Because that no. probably does not want to read. Uh, no, no, I'm screwed if that one happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna last week I said no almost just to go opposite of the two of you guys, but I'm not gonna disagree this week. It's a yes. Um, I wrote after the podcast last week, I think on Thursday that the Phillies believed that they were going to land, they were confident they would land Bryce Harper. And that was, that confidence was vested in the motivation of the owner who was motivated by not, by being outbid to land Manny Machado. And that it seemed at that point that he would leave no stone unturned to go get Bryce Harper. Two days later, he's on his flight headed to Vegas. It's just, it's, I, the Dodgers thing was the news of the day, but Scott, what you said that, I think, you know, it's still is just like a, a little blip. I, I think they, they end it. I don't know if it's going to happen this week, like Bob, you said earlier. Maybe this drags on, and may, maybe it does. But I still think it ends up with the Phillies signing him for a 10-year big-time contract. 
All right, that's it for the week. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Scott. I think that's enough Bryce Harper talk for one podcast. But we will be back next week, and I can guess we will be talking about Bryce Harper. But first, be sure to subscribe to Extra Innings, the newsletter. Yes, the newsletter. We're more than just a podcast. You can, go to, you can subscribe by visiting philly.com slash newsletters. It's in your inboxes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday through spring training. And then if you subscribed last season, you know the drill. Every weekday, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., newsletter comes to your inbox. And, and it gives you everything you need to know for that day about the Phillies. And plus links to all of our content on philly.com. It's a great way to stay up to date and to stay in touch with the Phillies. And in the meantime, check out philly.com for more coverage. Thanks for listening.